coming to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness somehow gets translated into the warmth of niceness. Almost entirely gone is the experience of being run through, pierced by the numinous. Douglas Wilson, Angels in the Architecture, a Protestant vision for Middle Earth. Welcome to the Worldview War Room. I am your host, Brenton Levi. And man, don't you guys just love that theme song? It's so good, right? Well, the dude responsible for that musical masterpiece is my friend Rob Bruder. And he also happens to be the guest on this week's episode. So Rob is a musician, obviously, and he's on the worship team at a really cool church up in New York called Movement. Rob and the people at Movement, the pastor, Mike Doyle, and their congregation are dedicated to spreading the gospel in a place that the enemy, frankly, has a really strong hold on. And they're seeing God do some really cool things up there. And it's just a really exciting thing to uh, witness from down here in the South. So on this week's episode, Rob and I talk about why Christians need to use art and creativity to create Christian culture and spread the gospel. Christianity has been responsible for probably the greatest works of art in human history. And that just isn't the case in modern day Christianity and in modern day Western culture. Uh, The Christian church and Christians have really just abdicated um, the creation of novel, beautiful, um, just meaningful art that images God, which is, you know, part of, of how God created us. You know, he is the ultimate creator, the creator of the universe. And as image bearers of him, we have the ability to create as well. And we really need to embrace that. We need to create culture that is not only biblical and faithful, but we need to create culture that, um, that is appealing and calls to people and, and, and images God in in a way that shows his beauty and his majesty. So that kind of sums up the the gist of what we talk about on this episode. So without further ado, here's my friend Rob Bruder. Rob, welcome to the Worldview War Room. Thanks for joining me, man. Man, it's an honor to be here. It's great to see you. We've actually never met in person, but but here here we are. Yeah, it's great. It's great. To yeah, be it's here. probably I think the second time we've actually had some sort of video conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, one day we will get to meet in person. Oh, we absolutely will. Lord willing, I I, I think so. It's, yeah. it's gonna happen. It has to happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm thinking we can just start off the conversation with you sharing a little bit about your testimony, how you came to know Christ, and uh, we can just go from there. For sure. Yeah. Um, so it was about two years ago, you know, we were in the, the midst of the COVID thing and, and the lockdowns and all of that. And I had kind of gone into the year of 2020. I was graduating college. You know, my, my future seemed bright and I, I felt in a, in a sense that I had worked out like a working model of how to go about living life. 
totally in and of myself. It had you know nothing to do with God. I just figured, oh, this is how I'm going to approach the world, and I could I could live my life on this. And um, then COVID hit, and I think for all of us, uh, especially in America, it kind of forced us to look at ourselves. Um, and what I was experiencing was was the destruction of all of these these pillars of, of authority, of, of stability and structure in, in, in my life. And I, I, was, I was watching them collapse, you know, uh, my parents and, and, and the government, you know, Trump was letting me down, man. Like, like it, was, it was all of that. And I, and I was putting my faith in all of these things, doctors and my health. And, and you know, last of all, it was, it was me. And, and I realized that, that I was so fragile and death is, is right around the corner. And just the, the, the urgency of that, it just was a great source of anxiety. And, and um, I was looking for things. It, 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 that's, you know, you're on social media all day because you're just sitting at home. You can't go to work. You can't all that. So I was just on Instagram and I was recording music at the time. And uh, through Instagram, uh, this, this woman who, who was so loud about her, her faith reached out to me she, you know, and, and just gave me the gospel. And I would kind of tease her and make fun of her and, and try to poke holes in the story. And through all of that, through wrestling with that, Christ invaded my life. He invaded my heart. Um, and then simultaneously, uh, this is probably about September of 2020, uh, my uncle passed away. And I, I was raised nominally Roman Catholic, you know, so I, I knew, I knew the stories. I, I, I you know, I, I knew all the words, Jesus and, and the Trinity and all of that. Um, and we were at his funeral and they asked me to read uh, from Romans chapter eight. And I had never read the Bible before. Um, and I'm up there and I'm reading Paul and he's like, you know, what can separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus by their heights, their depths, their dominions, their powers, things, you know, Paul's great run-on sentences as we've, we've come to love. Uh, and I felt this power that wasn't of me as I was up there on the altar and I didn't know exactly how to place it. Um, I knew that it was, it was not of me, though. I, that I was sure of, and I kind of brushed it under the carpet and assumed that I was just having some sort of like psychological event because I come from a materialistic worldview. That's that's what I was raised in, you know, uh, biology class, biology 101. I'm like that that is, you know, we're hairless apes who have these overwired brains and we don't know what to do with ourselves. That's that's essentially the worldview that I had. Um, so I kind of put it in, in, in its place, and about a week later, I was in my recording studio at my parents' house that I built um, out on Long Island, and uh, I wasn't praying, I, I wasn't, I was, I, I was not seeking him, to, to put it bluntly, I was not seeking Christ, and, and suddenly the room was filled with the Holy Spirit. It just felt like, perfect love and he just he just like assumed me into himself he was like giving me a hug or something like that it just felt so pure and, and good and i was i i immediately knew that that it was god it, it was it was like what it was it was mind-blowing and there was just this voice that that called out to me and, and he said uh 
brother, come. And that was it. And I hadn't read Revelation yet. I hadn't, you know, Revelation 22. I, I haven't, I hadn't read that yet. And he just, he, he, he conquered me in that moment. I, I knew that I would never be the same. I was just, I was baptized in that moment. And, and my last name means brother in German. So there's, there's some, you know, he, he just called me by name and he, he really did that. And he, he wrote his name on me. He gave me, you know, his, his, his law in my heart. It was, it was instantaneous. It was, it was just that moment of being born again. Um, and we got to get back to saying those sorts of words, born again. Like we're not ashamed of that anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, Pretty soon after I was baptized, actually at the same church that that, that you uh, you were baptized at, um, I, I took a trip down to Texas to visit this girl who had given me the gospel, and uh, her family asked me to come to church with them. And and uh, after the sermon, the pastor came up to me and was like, "Hey, I heard you had this crazy experience a couple of weeks back. Uh, what do you want to do about it?" And the words just came out of me. I just said, "I want to be baptized." And they, at their staff meeting the next day, they, they set up the baptismal on the, on the stage there, and, and that was it. And then shipped me back up to New York. And, uh, yeah, it, it was sort of like the Ethiopian story, you know what I mean? Like, it was sort of that, that, that thing. Um, and, man, my, my life hasn't been the same. You know, I've been just so, so blessed by him, and he's been so patient and kind with me as, as you know, Salvation is not, it is a momentary thing, but it's also a lifelong process. And, and he's just working that out in me. And just to see him move in my life and how that's affecting the people around me, it's just, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's great to hope, right? Like, like and, and that's what we have in, in Christ. And that's what he's given me. And, and uh, yeah, man, that's, that's essentially, that's the story. I, I love telling that story, man, because it, it reminds me, because we forget, you know, we, we go through life and walk in the world and we forget what he's done to go back to that that first moment of meeting him. Uh, it's, it's, it reminds me of, of where, how far he's brought me. And, and, yeah, so thank you for asking me even. Uh, yeah, you might have a sip of coffee. Is, is it disrespectful to have a sip of coffee? No, man. Here, cheers. <laughs> I have mine right here. <laughs> cheers. cheers. <laughs> yeah, praise God, man, for I mean, for that experience and um, for all that God's been doing through you since then. Um, I mean, it's it's a really incredible thing, and you know, it just shows the the power that He has. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a little bit of what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm living in, in Brooklyn with a couple of brothers of the faith. Um, we met at Movement Church, which is where we're currently leading worship. Where uh, we, we do all the, we do all these events throughout the week, and we're just our, our mission is to just take New York City for Christ. That's that's our that's that's our thing. That's 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 our slogan, if if I could say that. And uh, you know, we, we say in New York City as it is in heaven. We kind of ate the Lord's prayer there a little bit, and. Uh, that's it. That's that's what we're doing here, man. Uh, uh, and it's just such a blessing to have the, the skills that I've been given musically and artistically, and just uh, just to have that 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 being used for the church. It's 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 the highest good that I could think of uh, to to use the gifts that I've been given, the talents I've been given. Uh, it's just a, it's an incredible blessing. Yeah, man. Well, okay, so 
being a musician before knowing Jesus and now being a musician after knowing Jesus, how has that affected um, the way you approach your music, your view of what music is and what it's for and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, man. Uh, well, a- after I was baptized, after I was first saved, um, I was just, in a sense, I was broken. Like, and uh, that, it, I just, I saw Christ. I saw the face of God, and and it just shattered me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't even approach music. I, I, I was like afraid of it. It was, it was strange because I, I, I think what I was doing uh, throughout my life, you know, beforehand was was I created an idol out of music itself, out of creation and the process and all of that, and that's what I prided myself in. Is like, oh, I'm an artist, and 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 look at what I'm doing here. And uh, so I, I was afraid to even approach music to to make anything, to pick up a guitar. It didn't feel right it, to write songs. It just didn't seem right. And uh, I'm thankful that I did because uh, the few attempts that I, you know, on my computer that that I made at the time was. Awful, <laughs> really bad, really bad, really, really bad, uh, really bad Christian art. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm thankful that he, he told me to sit down and, and read his word and learn uh, about the truth that, that we're, you know, given uh, as Christians. Um, so a lot of that first year uh, was really just me wrestling with, with my salvation, was, was, uh, reading scripture and, and 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 contending with with truth and a truth that isn't made up you know between my ears uh it, it, it uh that's that's what i was doing with all my time i was listening to sermons uh let's see alistair Begg, all those reform guys jeff durbin all, all all those guys i just fell headfirst into into that that theological system and lived in it and and i I just ate everything up like i I possibly could i mean how blessed are we to have the internet and have access to some of the greatest biblical teaching ever uh and it's it's contemporary which is just it's it's amazing and these high quality 4k videos on youtube and and you know in a sense i was saved through youtube and instagram like that's that's i you know i didn't have a church body that was that was feeding me uh, initially. It was totally digital and virtual. It's 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 amazing, and that God could even work in, in such godless places. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, and then slowly but surely, I joined the local church out on Long Island near my parents' house, and and uh, they quickly found out that I played guitar, and then they asked me to join the worship team, and and I started to do that, and. Uh, Really, what I was what I was struggling with was just how bad a lot of the songs we were playing were. Like that's it was just boring. It was boring music, uh, and and you know, and I'm not I'm not my intentions are not to disparage anybody, of course, um, and any artist, but just the the the, the mu- I just I couldn't get on with it, man. Like I just I, I it just wasn't. You know, I grew up on like the titans of the 20th century of like recorded music history, and to like go back and like hear these like really like these like ethereal weak little songs with like no production value and no real meat and and to see the disconnect between that and scripture and how earthy and, and visceral scripture is it i i just it it didn't work it wasn't working for me so so i think god used that 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 conflict in me to to start weeding songs out and that's what i just these songs started pouring out of me um uh and uh 
then I, I moved into the city. I, I joined Movement Church, and, and uh, just God was there. That's what I felt. I, I, I you know, I was careful to leave a, a church family that I, I had been brought to, and, and did help me, and 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 they discipled me, and they did a great job. Uh, but but I walked through those doors. We do these things called seat nights, and and uh, it's essentially just a night of worship, and and the, my pastor. Uh, Mike Doyle will, will come and give a, a little word and we'll pray. We'll have people come up and pray. And, but it's mostly just, just the people of God singing his praises. And I, I attended one of those and God was there. And, and I just felt so called. It was like God was just like, this is the future. This is where you need to be. You need to be in New York City. And, and uh, he provided the, the means for me to be able to live here, to afford a way overpriced Brooklyn apartment and all that. It, it, it's amazing i don't know how i make rent every month truly but he's he's provided for me and he's, he's taught me how to live uh, uh live as, as as small as possible with as little means uh as possible um and and it's just been a blessing because uh, i grew up hyper blessed in, in the grand theory of uh, the grand scheme of, of human history like i i like hyper hyper blessed looking at in New York on Long Island, I, I, I did not want for anything as a kid and to to have to, to be forced to find contentment in eating hungry man meals and microwave dinners and all that sort of stuff like it's 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 such a blessing man. It it is. Um but uh yeah, so now I've joined this church here in the city and me and my roommates were all musicians and we're just these songs are pouring out, we're starting to record them and, and check our Spotify soon uh, to, to plug plug us. But uh, yeah, so it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to see things from a biblical perspective and to feed the church, but also make art that is, is uh, interesting that, that, that would even catch the world's attention because, you know, I think as Christians, the struggle that we have is like so-called secular music sounds so good but the messaging we, we can't stand, it's all the flesh. That's that's the culture today. It's just it's the flesh crying out and screaming and that's all that it has to do with. There's there's nothing of the spirit there. Um though I do kind of enjoy looking for God in, in, in godless places. There's there's something to that and wrestling with that and bringing every thought captive uh to the knowledge of Christ. Um there's something to that. Um but it's dangerous, um, for sure. Um so our, our, our goal is to just make interesting art that confronts the world while also lifting Christ up and, and, and showing the world who he is. Um, I was talking with, with my worship leader uh, the other day, and, and uh, I was talking about my own personal music projects and, and what I'm working on. And I was explaining that not everything that I do is a perfect I don't even like saying this, but it's not a perfect gospel presentation. It's, it's, it's you know, uh, and he said, oh, well, like, you know, I think it's okay for Christians to talk about secular things. And in that moment, I was like, what secular things? Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like, what what's secular? You know, like, <laughs> Christ is Lord of everything. He, he All authority is his. So if, if I'm allowing him, the word of God, to, to in, inform what, I'm doing and what I'm writing about and what I'm talking about 
nothing secular. You know, I, I can talk about drugs if it's from the perspective of Christ. I could talk about love and, and sexuality and all those things. I could talk about those things and still be faithful in, in, in what I'm saying. And, and that was a huge breakthrough that I'm still like trying to figure out because it's all like, truly it only just happened a couple of days ago, but it's the most freeing thought that I think I've ever been given uh, to, to know that I, I have the freedom in Christ to talk about anything. And we have that freedom, uh, not even just in art, but in, in our daily lives and our conversation. Um, as Christians, we are free to speak to, to talk to one another and to be honest, to tell the truth. We've been given the truth, so we have to be, we, we have to be uh, bold in that. We have to be forthright in, in the words that we say and, and be, be careful and be prayerful in everything because there's room for pride everywhere. There's room for idolatry everywhere. Uh, if, if you're not walking with the Holy Spirit, uh, there's room for that. But I just want Christians to understand the freedom. That's, that's my goal and you know if if no matter how long uh, i'm given here on earth that's that's what i want to do is just encourage and 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 allow christians to have a voice which i guess sort of leads into uh well we've been talking about this but but uh my career aspirations is to create a vehicle because you know a thousand years ago the catholic church was funding the greatest art ever made and somewhere along the way, we, we as Christians, we, we lost that. We left that. We, we handed the culture over to Satan. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> uh, you know, God's providence is over. That his sovereignty is, is over all of that. But we, we, we handed over the world to the flesh. We handed the world. We just gave the world up to hell. That's, that's it, and, and we're seeing the fruits of that in America as we speak right now. Um, and and how grateful should we we should be as Christians to 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 be living right now, to be here. Uh, and and you know, my, my pastor says uh, it's one of his favorite go-to you know words of encouragement for us. It's like. It's right now. This is like, we're, we're here right now. Uh, normal Christianity is not going to work anymore. Cultural Christianity, it's not going to work. We have to be coming in the power of the Holy Spirit with the authority of the Word of God. Like That's what we, and just living it. That's it. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's it, man. So I just want to create a vehicle for Christians to receive the funding and the, the resources to make great arts, to, to make great art to make great works and 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 uh tell the good news man that's it and and express themselves and and there's, there's beauty there um yeah yeah man i just kind of went off on for 20 minutes no there, there's there's so much there um i really like that idea you were talking about like the freedom to talk about any aspect of life um as long as you know we're doing it for the glory of God, right? And I yes. think a lot a lot of the problems with modern Christianity is this kind of like this way that we we compartmentalize our faith into, you know, going to church on Sundays or, you know, saying our prayers mm -hmm. um instead of like literally just living it out 
in everything um, and, and having that boldness, yeah. you know, and, and with, with all of our interactions, with all of our endeavors, you know, our career, our friends, our community, like everything that we do, going to the grocery store, you know, like getting our hair cut, whatever it is. Um, like doing that all like like for Christ, like you know, like with the Spirit. Um, and uh, I guess so. My question for you would then be: So, how does your your art, um, or make how does just making good Christian art in general kind of help people um, bring their faith more into their everyday lives? Sure. Um, well, I, I think we. I think the church has fallen into this, this fear of beauty. Somewhere along the way, we 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 we, we stop building beautiful buildings. We stop, you know, uh, looking at 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 the because Christ. It's it, it's almost like a little like, bit of Gnosticism sneaking through the church. And I'll I'll trust you. This 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 translates into the question you asked. It, it's 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 a bit of. Uh, like this like hidden knowledge sort of thing and it's like oh only the spiritual things matter but like god cares about the earth he cares about us our bodies he, he cares about all that so much so that he became one of us and and his spirit lives within us he he, he tabernacles with within us he, he takes up residence um so for christians to to recognize that and and get back to doing that thing i mean Again, there's always the fear of idolatry. There's always the 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 uh, the, the room for sin. There, there's there's always going to be that, but that doesn't mean that we don't do anything. Um. And again, as far as encouraging Christians to live their and walk walk in the truth, that's that's how I like to say, just just walk throughout their days in the truth with God God in their steps. Um, the best thing we could do is, is be honest in, in the words that we say, in the, in the words that we sing, in the things that we make, uh, the, 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 the things that we put our energy towards, just be, be honest. Um, and, and, you know, while the world is out there, uh, you know, uh, parading in their pride, um, and their hatred of God, um, and I mean that totally, it, you know, uh, I know, like all those words have certain connotations now, but I, I just mean like like the, the world is a carnival of pride right now. It's like upside down, and for us to sit by, it's not acceptable as the church, as Christ's body. We represent Him here on earth, and and we cannot fail at that. Um, so really, just I mean, it's always it always goes back to scripture. I guess it's it's, it's reading scripture and reading like. The book of Acts, everywhere that Paul went, he either started a revival or a riot. And and like that's that's what we need to go for. That's, that's a good album we, name, uh, Revival or Riot. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, you know, we're we we're, we're we're the church. We don't take to the tree the streets and, and vandalize things. That's not that's not what we do, but but our words should anger the world because because the darkness hates the light. It should, people should get should have some sort of strong reaction to the words that we say, and and the more that we walk in that truth, the more that our daily lives will reflect that. That and and what I found living in New York City, you are constantly evangelizing. You know, whether it be homeless people on the street, 
drunk people on the subway, whatever it is, everyone wants to talk. And what I found is that, that first of all, people want to talk about spiritual things. I think we're reaching the end of that, like, we're reaching the end of modernism, postmodernism, all of that stuff, just the, you know, the, the hyper-focus on, you know, this, like, the, the falsehood that everything is, uh, I'm not anti-science, of course not. I mean, like, that, that, Science is, is amazing. It is it is good, but, but the, it depends the, the on what you mean by science, though. Right? right? Exactly. 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 The the scientism, you know, whatever the the, the that 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 that. Well, it's really the spirit of Antichrist. You know, uh, that's working in the world. It's it's the the kingdom without the king, and and that's that's always going to be what we're fighting against. Um, but New York really is the the epitome of that. It's it's like the tallest mountain uh that we have to climb in the west in, in in my opinion and once once new york falls for christ everything else will be easy you know what i mean but but you're constantly evangelizing in 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 the city um i find myself and the more that you do that i find the more god brings people to you mm. the more that you're faithful and in your evangelism and that you're not ashamed of the gospel you're not ashamed of christ no the more that you walk in that the more opportunity there is to evangelize and to to bring hope and love to people and to serve them, really, um, really serve them. Uh, and it's it's baby steps, man. Like just recently, my church put on. Uh, we partnered with about thirty five churches out in San Diego County uh, in California, and uh, we put on this this revival event i mean I, I don't even like the word revival anymore man we need like the third great awakening that's 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 where i'm that's where i'm thinking and i think as a church we have to be thinking like that because that's what god's doing right now and being in san diego and having all these churches come together it proved that to me this church from alabama flew out uh, and all these young people my age you know in their early 20s mid 20s they all came out as like 20 of them and they came to help serve i don't even know how they heard about it, but they heard about the event and called up my pastor and said, hey, we want to come help you guys. And uh, it was just amazing to, to, to fellowship and to have real fellowship with these people who are from a totally different place. I'm in a foreign place. California is like the end of the world, man. Like when Christ says, go therefore to the ends of the world, you know, bringing the gospel, that's California, you know, like that's 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 the edge of, of Earth. Um, <laughs> and uh just to be there with these people and have everything in common. It's like that Acts chapter two thing. Like, and we, it was just, it was amazing. And just, this, it was confirmation for me because when you're so plugged in, I don't even like that term, man, there's all these words that I just don't like, but when you're so plugged into a local church, you can almost be fooled into thinking that God is only moving within that little subset of his body. Um, and to get out of that and to travel and to have people coming from all over the country and all agree that God is moving right now and the urgency that we're, you know, that we're all feeling in that, it was just so comforting for me. It was, it was encouraging for me. Um, so anyway, we put on this event um, in San Diego and, you know, it was worship and music and praise and my pastor gave a great gospel presentation at the end and, so many people gave their lives to Christ, and and uh, it was just a, it was a, it was amazing to see God move in that, and and you know we were baptizing people, casting out demons, 
people were giving their lives to Christ. This little, I, I will never forget, just to give a little story here, I will never forget this little girl. Uh, I was right by the baptismal, and I was praying over people and, and giving them the pre-baptism pep talk and making sure that their profession of faith was genuine and giving them the gospel. And, and uh, you could be fooled into, into you know, you, you're, you have to be careful that at these sorts of events that, that it's not just hype. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that you really want to disciple them. You want to make sure that they're not just swept up in the crowd and the, 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 the emotion, the emotional aspect of all that. And there is truth in there, but you just have to be careful that, that they don't just get baptized and then disappear back into the world. So, so you, you want to make sure that, that they know what they're getting into because uh, everything changes once you're baptized. But anyway, I was standing by the baptismal and this family was two little girls. Uh, maybe one was nine and the other was six. And then two parents, young parents too. They, they couldn't have been older than maybe 30. Um, and their little girl was just ecstatic. You could just see the smile on her face. And she said she wanted to get baptized. And they brought her into the baptismal. And just to see this image of the family, these two parents praying over their little girl who just decided to, to give her life to Jesus Christ. And it was just, it was the image of of. of exactly what God intends for the family it was, you know, these two parents talking to God and bringing that to their little girl. And it was, it was beautiful. It almost felt, it was so intimate. It felt wrong looking at it. Um, and just things like that, man, it, it, just to see God move. And the, and the more that we lean into him and rely on him and trust him, the more we're going to see him everywhere. And, and, and that's the greatest encouragement is to see God move, and it's undeniable. It's like, that's God. He did that. I'm, I'm just reading Exodus again, and like that's, that's what it is, the Song of Moses. I just wrote a song last night called Man of War, and I love that. that I love that name for God because that's, that's who he is, that's what he is, and that's what we're called to be doing here. We're, we're his soldiers here. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you did. <laughs> um, but okay, so how does this kind of endeavor of, of trying to create good Christian art that is not only glorifying to God, but also um, like actually good art and appealing and something mm. that people would want to engage with, how does that um, work into the idea of spiritual warfare with, you know, the the secular culture in many ways being a tool of the enemy to to turn people away from god and to draw them you know to 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 make them worship themselves or to make them worship you know celebrities or you know whatever other idol they are worshiping um how how can um we as christians use the creation of art as a means of spiritual warfare hmm Well, firstly, I think we have to understand the form that we're getting involved in. Um, a lot of what I find in, in modern Christian art is just—it's very flaccid, and it, it doesn't—it's not—it's not aware of what it is. Um, It—it—it—it's it, it, like let's just like ape David and the Psalms, and then dress it up in a clown outfit, like and and like that. It doesn't—it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense, like. The words that we say are heavy um, and real and 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 uh, 
we have to treat them as such. And, and that is in, in the musical decisions that we make in the, the choices of style, whatever it is, architecture, it, 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 it'll inform everything. Um, you have to be aware of, of, of the form that you're in. You can't just like take without, without knowing it. The, and and the, the highest good as far as art is, is man communing with God. That's it. Like is, is reflecting his beauty. That that's that is the highest art, um, and there's room for entertainment and all of that. But it has to be. I mean, Christ is uh, God. Is is there's a hierarchy there, and, and that that manifests itself in the world. Um, and we have to we have to we have to listen to that. So so it's, if if we're looking at art rightly, it will be effective. That that's that's it. And and as far as you know, uh, contending with 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 the spiritual warfare and, and being in that battle because it is a battle. Um, you know, the the, the more uh, Christians somewhere got got afraid of confrontation. I think like we 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 were handed over to like a culture of niceness. Uh, I've definitely heard. And that sounds like a Jeff Durbin thing, probably, right? I think, I think that's one of those guys. But uh, but it's really the truth. We 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 we, and you touched on it earlier. We 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 somehow got tricked into thinking that the church is just this little holy huddle, and we're all like locked arms. We're like, all right, we're saved now, and let the world go to go to hell and just let it destroy itself, and then Jesus will come back and save everything, which is true. But we're not obeying the Great Commission. We're not communicating the message. And with the tools of communication that we have, which is art, which is media, and the, the technology that we have today to, I mean, it's, I'm in a, a, a converted bedroom in Brooklyn with a fully functioning recording studio right now. That didn't exist 20 years ago. And, and here we are right now, and we have to take advantage of what the tools that we've been given. Um, and, you know, when, when the church gets over the fear of man, the world will be a better place. Um, and that will only come through fear of God. That will only come through Christ. Uh, and and once, once we recognize Christ truly for who he is, uh, me too, like all of us. Once we really see him as he is, I don't like what, you know, church, in, in church we say, like, put Christ on the throne and all that. Like, it's like, no, he's on the throne. We just have to mm. see him. Amen. Yeah, yes. So once we get that right, once we get our worship right, everything else will fall into place. God orders everything when we see him for who he is. Uh, and, and anywhere that we're falling into error, he'll correct. We have to trust him. We have to, you know, live by the Holy Spirit and inform ourselves with his word and, and let that let that trickle down through everything that we do. And and that's it. You know, another thing in the church, man, that we say is, uh, I hate this with the passion. Uh, worship leaders, like worship, Christian worship culture, whatever we say, uh, we're ushering in the spirit like we're bringing God to the people. And it's like, it's not that, man. Like, 
Like, if for the people listening right now, if if you get anything from this conversation, please let it be that we are not bringing God to the church. We're not bringing God to the people. We're all like as as a worship leader on Sunday morning, Thursday night, Tuesday night prayer meeting, whatever it is. We're all climbing up the mountain of God together. Like that's it. Like we're 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 as a priest. Like we're we're leading the people to God. We're Moses. You know what I mean? We're, it's not the other way around. And like that is so dangerous. That sort of thinking, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, if we like don't do this right, God won't show up. Mm-hmm. God is under no obligation to show up on Sunday morning. That is mercy. That's grace that He does that. That we are aware of His presence every week, every day. Every hour, every moment, that's that's mercy, man. And like we have to, we have to recognize that. We we have to see that for what it is. It's like get out of that like cyclical, like weekly thinking where it's like, all right, it's Sunday morning now. I'm going to feel this thing and and then go back into the world and and not be any better off because of it. Yeah, we have to get over that. That that kind of reminds me of something I've been struggling with um, in regards to evangelism, like our role to try to convince or like persuade someone of the gospel as opposed to just presenting the gospel, living out the gospel, like being obedient and allowing that to bring people to God as opposed to thinking we have to like go and get them and bring them to God ourselves, right? Um, so yeah. I think there's a correlation Absolutely. there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, it's all, it's all you know, like it's, it's all the same thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's all worship. Like if, if we're mm-hmm. looking at God's face, Everything else goes away. All the noise sorts itself out. And 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 as the church, we have to get that right. As the church in the West right now in 2022, we have to get that right. It's right. It's now. It's right now. God's moving right now. And, and we have to have ears to hear because he doesn't need to use us. He doesn't need us. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like that, that idea of like, you know, treating God as if he's like some sort of like a, uh, like he's like a pet or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like the like the gospel or God or you know Christ as like a tool, um, sure. as opposed to us being his his tool or his you know something yes. that he uses for his means. Um, okay, so we were talking about kind of worship as warfare, talking about. Um, basically you know the the god like art and you know the gospel through art going out and and uh essentially conquering culture um yeah and it's one of the memes that's been going around on instagram i've seen lately is like christianity is a world conquering religion and this yes. this comes back to this idea we've been talking about a little bit of like compartmentalizing our faith into just like certain areas of our lives we are not you know meant to just kind of like sit back and um, be secure in our faith and just kind of watch the world go to hell in a handbasket, right? How right. how does our understanding of eschatology affect the mm. way that we approach art and what you know whether or not like we are really trying to use art and create art in a spirit of spiritual warfare to conquer the secular culture and you know allow God to. Uh, bring his sheep into his flock through um, yeah. our creation. Yeah, man, I, I definitely think that that eschatology has a lot to do with it. 
and it's sort of like the meme like eschatology like the the the, the cartoon eschatology um that 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 has infected america uh specifically like protestantism and and uh i've been reading a lot of the church i just finished uh Irenaeus recently his his uh his proof of the apostolic teaching and just to go back and like enjoy church history and not uh, that that's been incredibly helpful and to just read all these titans of the faith that that's and what they thought about the end times it's disconnected from what the majority i think at least the the majority of protestants that i that i speak with um what they think about the end times and what what they think about heaven and the new creation and the new earth and and uh yeah, that that of, of of course, if you, it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy in a sense. Like if you think the world needs to go to hell in order for Christ to come back, you're gonna let it because we all want, we all agree. I, I hold my eschatology with a white grip. I, I I don't know exactly. I haven't nailed it down, and I don't think I will until Christ comes back. That's that's the honest truth. But lord jesus come back like we don't we don't talk about that we don't talk about a second coming but at the same time like in our ignorance of the end time stuff we 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 live like a hands-off christian life because we just expect jesus to do everything but we don't realize that he's working through us right now Mm -hmm. that's that i think that's really what it is and and post mill, pre mill, all that sort of stuff. I, I tend to fall post mill for sure, if if we want to get technical. Um and if you're allowing that to, to to dictate how you live your life, your eschatology, and if you're really putting that much energy into which I don't know how healthy that is, honestly, uh to to people get hyper obsessed with like the book of Revelation and all that and and People, it's it's funny. People get crazy about the Book of Revelation because they haven't read their Old Testament. If the Church would dedicate itself to the Old Testament, we would we we would conquer the world tomorrow. I think. Like if if we, if we read the prophets, if we read Ezekiel, like now, <laughs> we, we would we would we would conquer the world because that's that's what we're living in right now. Um, and, and 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 if we allowed that to, to, to educate us and 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 we, we read the book of Revelation with the Old Testament in mind, if we read Daniel, Isaiah, if we if we read all that stuff and allowed that and, and then you see what, what John is pulling from and the language that he's using, um that would help us see Christ for who he is actually. Um mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. And and then our responsibility as as the church, as the saints, um, and what we're supposed to do in the world. Um, and it's just the Great Commission. That's it. If, if you don't want to read Revelation, you don't want to read the Old Testament, Matthew 24 will do fine, Like or 28, rather. Uh, you'll, that's, that's fine. That, that, that will do it. Yeah. Um, I think in a, in a lot of ways, kind of like how we, we have a tendency to maybe compartmentalize our faith, I think a lot of... Christians may compartmentalize the Bible a bit, you know? Yes. Oh, for um, sure. And it's like when you view it as this this grand narrative of, you know, of a fall and then of redemption and of this coming kingdom and this coming king, you know, you have a feasible or maybe not feasible, you have an eschatology that 
that recognizes that kingdom is coming and that we, you know, we will have a new heaven, a new earth. We will have perfected bodies. We will be able to live for eternity with God. Um, then that approaches or that changes the way that we approach creating art, right? Like we look for art that is lasting. Um, we look, we want to create art that like, you know, we want to create buildings that are magnificent and will last hundreds or thousands of years. We want to create music that will like, you know, like all the old, you know, people are still listening to, you know, Beethoven and Bach. People are still admiring the cathedrals, right? You know, no one's going to be admiring a Walmart or listening to Cardi B, you know, in a hundred years. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, in, in that way, eschatology can really inform the way that we approach art and the way we think of like conquering culture and creating Christian culture, um, as opposed to just like, like trying to separate ourselves from it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, you know, we, we touched upon how we compartmentalize the Bible and I, I'm guilty of it too, but reading Irenaeus changed my mind. On that, because he preached the God. They didn't have the New Testament. He's the disciple of the Apostle John. They didn't have the New Testament. They might have had some letters here and there that were circulating throughout the churches and the Gospels and whatnot, but it wasn't canonized. Certainly not. Absolutely not. And you read, the, it's, it's like 100 pages or 130 pages, proof of the apostolic teaching. It's, it's amazing. And, like, write it down, honestly, and everybody should read it. And he preaches the gospel from the Old Testament. Paul preached the gospel from the Old Testament. When, 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 Paul, when Paul says that all scripture is, is breathed out by, by God, he's not talking about the gospel according to John. He's not talking about 1 Corinthians. He's not talking about Revelation. It hadn't even been written yet when he wrote that. But like, <laughs> he's talking about the Old Testament. He's talking about the Tanakh. And that's the, and and reading the Old Testament, coming in in, in, in uh, entrenched in it, has helped my God's doing something in the Jewish people right now. It's amazing to see they're they're in New York at least they're they're, they're the past few months they've just taken to the streets and for whatever reason they're compelled to to ask me if I'm Jewish and I say no I'm a Christian but Hashem bless you and it blows their mind because they're like like here's a Christian who like knows something like because they, they have such a, a low view of Christians because we've allowed we've allowed the culture to 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 see that see the worst of Christianity over the 20th century and like the decline of the church and the failure of the church to 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 be the church um and and I love talking to Jewish people, man, and like reading to them Isaiah 53 and asking them, who does that remind you of? That's Moshiach. That's, that's, that's your guy. The gospel is for the Jews first, man. Like that's, that, that is the truth. I'm just grafted in. That's what I say to them. Like I'm, I'm just a wild, a wild vine that's been grafted in to, to, to the tree. Like that's, that's, he's not, he's not my God first. He's, he's, he's brought me to himself. But this is your word. This is your your Bible. It's not. It's not mine. Um, it's 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 amazing. And I, I, I we can get into eschatology there. Even I mean, but but, I, but we can talk. We can talk about that for hours. Um, yeah, man. And 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 don't be afraid of church history. I think as Protestants, we we. I'm, I'm functionally Protestant, but I mean, I'm a Christian, like, and I know that sort of sounds like a little Instagram or whatever. It's a little meme 
meme-ish, whatever you want to say. But uh, I think Protestants are afraid of, of tradition, and we don't recognize our own tradition and how devoid of how devoid of like a grounding it is. Mm-hmm. I, I admire aspects of, of Roman Catholicism. I admire, I've been really huge into the Eastern Orthodox Church recently. I, I, I think there's there's a lot there and there's a lot for, for all Christians to learn. And we kind of like, as Protestants, we were like constantly battling with the Roman Catholic Church in our hearts. Like even in, like for the first year or so of my Christian walk, like when I was taking communion, I was thinking more about the Roman Catholic Church than I was about Jesus Christ. And how sinful is that? Like, how long is that? Like, I was thinking about my my protesting their doctrine before I was thinking about what I was doing and what was in front of me. Um, I remember I asked you, this was like pretty, pretty uh, early on um, in my faith. And I was asking a lot of people that I knew just like what they thought of Lent and if they were going to participate in Lent. Mm. And you were like, you were pretty, you were pretty resistant to the idea at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I've gone through an amazing, it's it's so freeing, man, an amazing transformation in my my walk. And and it was a few months back, I caught a really bad case of COVID and and it it pretty much put me in bed for about a month. Uh, Sometimes God makes you lie, he makes you lie down in green pastures. You know what I mean? Like, like. That wasn't my choice, but it forced me to sit down and 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 well, lay down really and and, and uh, think about how I was looking at God, and what I was doing wrong, and uh, how closed-minded I was, and and really naive I was to the gift that is church history, that is the Christian tradition, and that's like a bad. I'm sure there are people listening right now who are like gasping in a sense, who you know. But it, it really is. It's an amazing, amazing gift um, to to be able to read the titans of the faith that came before these these pillars of, of, of the truth. And that's what the church is. That's scripture right there. Um, and and to, to see how they wrestled and got, they got things wrong, too, and how free it is. Like, my theology is not perfect. In my finiteness and our finiteness, we're, we don't have the mind of God, so let's stop like acting like it. I, I was really getting hung up on, you know, like hyper Calvinism or whatever, like that that sort of thought. And I was trying to see everything from up here, not recognizing that I'm down here and God is up here. Like he, He's informing, He's informing my walk. He's He's numbering my steps, um, and I just have to let Him do that because I don't have a choice. Um, there, there's yeah. there's fruitfulness to that that like mm, predestination sort of thinking for sure and that's helpful but you can take it too far and i think a lot of christians have taken that too far so that that idea of protestants kind of being separated from tradition um I, that's something that i have noticed and felt um a lot myself and i've yes. also i've been i've been interested in eastern orthodox even since before like knowing christ um and huh. i'm still i'm still kind of afraid on one level of like ending up eastern orthodox <laughs> i can um, do that for myself i can do yeah. that for myself for sure what what once, once I stop wearing the T-shirts and playing guitar and all that, and I'm hung up the, 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 the yeah, once I hung up the guitar, we'll see what happens. But, but yeah, so like I do think there is a real, um, there's a real lack of just like of like real like focus on things like liturgy and tradition, 
yes. in the in the Protestant Church and like a, even almost a lack of like reverence because that's what I I think of when I, I think of, of more of that kind of traditional liturgical worship is it's much more reverent you know yes. it's not just like you're throwing on a t-shirt and jeans and and, and you know like I lo- I love everyone in my church but like you know we, yeah. we dress pretty casual right yeah certainly um, in my church. I kind of like the idea of like dressing, like trying to look your best and, and dressing yeah. like, you know, it's like people will get dressed up to go to work, to a wedding or to like a, you know, a nice formal event somewhere, but they won't get dressed up to yeah. go to church. It's like, well, yeah. so what are you saying? You, you're saying you, you, you have more reverence for these other things than you do yeah. for like actually worshiping the creator of the universe. Um, but, right, right, right. But I also think that that has something to do with, with, with art as well. Mm-hmm. With, because like if, you know, if if we recognize God for who He is, all that stuff works. That's 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 it. And and yeah, like like there is the, like the reverence thing, man. Like you 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 hit the nail on the head. And there's something like I I I've grown tired as a non-denominational Protestant of at the end of the service like cleaning up like the spilled like communion packets on the floor. Like I, I'm I'm tired of doing that. Like like you want to look at the fruits of something, it's like, all right, you might not theologically agree with, with you know, the real presence and transubstantiation, but look at the fruits of how we practice communion. Like, it ain't good. It ain't respectful. Like, even if you don't, if you see it as mere symbolism or whatever, you know, if you see it as that, you're acting like it. And yeah. as far as we can't be afraid of symbolism on it, like you can look at the Bible, like it could be literally true, and also you could see the narratives that God is weaving together throughout Scripture, and mm-hmm. and and extract from that, and let and let that like educate you, you yeah. know. Uh, there, there's that, there's so much freedom in that, uh, so much freedom in that church history. Yeah. Not being so closed-minded, and let's build beautiful buildings again. I'm tired of like the feeling glass and and no crosses and like that's our logo, man. That's the church's logo is the cross. We know Christ and Him crucified. That's it. You can't think of any better branding, and God gave that to us. So like, let's use man. it, man. Like, <laughs> Amen, Amen, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right, Rob. Well, I gotta go, dude. But I feel like we yeah. could talk for at least another hour, if not longer. So um, yeah. we're gonna have to do this again. Definitely. We, we absolutely will, man. Yeah. Right. Thank you for having me on, and, and God bless you, and God bless everyone who's, who's listening right now. And uh, let's, let's, let's do it, church. That's, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Worldview War Room. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to Rob and definitely going to have to have him on the show again because we just have so much to talk about. Um, But I hope this episode was edifying and I want to challenge you to just go out this week and utilize whatever talents or creative outlets that you have to glorify God and to spread the gospel and to create Christian culture because really there is nothing more important that we could be doing with our skills and our time and our energy. So with that said, thanks again for watching. I hope you have a great rest of your week and go out and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ.